0: they went from michael scott to robert california and i think he as a character is so important because he pushes pushes our our main ensemble most of them into the final like what we would call their their final forms like their season 9 end of show forms
1: seems
2: like not that long ago but it's been like 3 or 4 years yeah. i think no, 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 no. Okay. Take it back. Do, is down. it really? I have no idea. Oh. I don't think just singing it can do that. Singing it in the wrong key and yeah. horribly. Yeah, <laughs> I don't different, think that's gonna do it. <laughs> uh
0: hello. We are. This podcast is not for you. Uh YouTube exclusive content. Oh. Audio, I was he waving. He's waving at YouTube <laughs> exclusive content. <laughs> we standing are standing right over there. This podcast is not for you. This is season two. Of this podcast is not for Unbelievable. you. Unbelievable,
1: season eight of The Office. Dude, he was. You've let me let me ask more you this. Last. I know. Earlier today, when you remembered that we were doing this episode, uh-huh. were you just like so pumped that you got to bring that back to tell you the
0: tale? Mm-hmm. I didn't think about it until it started coming out of my mouth. Nice. It's that second it's, nature at it's this point. That, yeah. Yeah. So you only got one or two left. I know. That's but so sad. we are here, and we are talking about season eight of The Office. I would say uh, probably other than season one, maybe one of the more uh, back-and-forth type seasons of The Office, like whether you like like it or whether you think it's a waste of time and they shouldn't have done it, at least from what I was reading about it today. So season eight, let's just jump into it. Premiered September 22nd, 2011. 24 total episodes. Yeah. I think... uh, I remember being excited for it to premiere. I don't know about you guys.
2: I did not watch it as it premiered. When did you... Like, I stopped watching it live after oh, the end of season seven. Got ya. Yeah. So
0: at what point did you watch season eight?
2: Um, All the way through every episode. A couple of weeks ago. This time. But I had watched most of it, maybe three three or four years ago mm. um
0: giving it a shot
2: yeah i didn't watch every episode that time i started a couple and was like nah and, and skip um but yeah uh probably three or four, a handful of years ago i watched season eight and nine um on a rewatch of the whole series mm, right i was like i'll just give it a try
0: bite the bullet yeah but well, we're happy to have you through we're happy to have you
2: Hey, congratulations.
1: You finally earned your your office fan badge. I guess. No, that's what happened.
2: Watching season eight and nine is what gives you a office fan badge. Now, there's something we can talk about. It's tiered.
1: <laughs> yeah. Are you,
2: can, you, can you be a
0: full-fledged fan of something without either recognizing or having viewed the entirety of it?
2: I think you can... I don't think you have to have watched every single minute of it. Yeah, I think...
1: I mean, because they sell seasons individually and...
2: And even the nature of it being episodic. Like...
1: Yeah. There's... I mean, there's only an end because the studio had brought an end at right, some point. Right, right. You know? So, I think you can be, but it's just a different... It's just a different level, probably. Well, uh,
2: I kind of alluded to my... Problems with continuing post-Steve Carell.
0: Especially, yeah, as I was writing the outline, I was like, I, I'm going to try to write stuff we hadn't kind of hashed out. Right. Um, so go on.
2: Um, I think, I mean, as I, as I said last time, it's hard to continue a show without your central character that's been there for seven years. And some of the other characters, they kind of turned into kind of cartoons of themselves and things like that, but... I also just think like it felt like a different show. Like and the it's tone also, of it really Steve's did not, change in some yeah. ways. Because
1: Steve's not the only change that happened. I don't think there was no writing changes and right.
2: show running change. I think at this point as did well, did Paul Lieberstein stop doing the show? I think running. he only
1: ran one season. I think this was Bj Novak. Oh, he was I'm a show sure runner that, for some. I'm pretty sure that Paul only ran one season.
2: Season seven. Yeah.
1: From what I was listening to on the um, Office Deep Dives mm. with Brian Bumgarner. Interesting. And I think Jenna Fisher and Angela's show as well. They talked
2: about Paul only doing one season. One season. I didn't know. I didn't think BJ Novak was ever showrunner. I think it went back to Greg Daniels. Greg did season nine, I know. Okay. I did not think he did season eight.
1: It could have been both seasons. But I. anyway, there was turnover for sure in the writer's room too. Mm. So that probably plays into
2: a lot some of, of that. Uh, Paul
0: lot. Lieberstein was the showrunner of season eight. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he
2: must've done seven and eight. Cause I think Greg Daniels left that through okay. season six. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of names in the crew and writing credits that you don't never saw before up until this season. Yeah. Um, Which is a lot of other characters added in as well. Yeah. Like yeah. anytime personnel changes in a show and writing changes in a show it's pretty tough you can tell Mm -hmm. that because at that point you're bringing in people that are fans of the show essentially writing yeah because same thing happened in west wing same thing happened yeah a show that's been on for seven seasons you bring in a new writer chances are that person watched the show on television as a fan yeah um which i don't think is a great tactic for bringing in a writer it takes so.
1: it takes a really special person probably right. to be a really big fan of something and, and do their own thing on a
2: macro level that's what you get with something like the star wars sequel trilogy yeah. it's like you brought in fans essentially to make those movies yeah and it comes out with like middling results which is what i kind of think you get with season eight and nine um so i think if it could have been more solid if steve carell was still there in the center and it wasn't it wasn't the people that created the show trying to refine the center of the show, really. Just doing something new. Yeah, it was new people to the show yeah. trying to figure out how do we write The Office without Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just think it's kind of a messy season. Um, there are some aspects of it that are funny and yeah. good, but to me, I just think the narrative... For me, I really wanted it to have that like clean ending. Yeah. Um, and it didn't. I, I feel the same way about Arrested Development. Like Arrested Development season four and five. Four, not great. Five a little bit better, but part of me wishes they had just left it. Like I was really hopeful because well, it was it too got, long. It
1: got, too long of a yeah. break. But yeah. I was
2: hopeful because it had gotten cut short that it would come back, you know, and I think I kinda learned you shouldn't really want that. You should just kind of let the things that ended ha- that was their life. You Right. The life of that show was three seasons and then, then it didn't continue. Mm-hmm. Um there's stuff in both season four and five that are funny of rest of development, but the show would be better if those didn't exist. Um
1: Yeah, I mean I think I think the, I think the office could have me. taken more of a left turn, I think it would have benefited from more of a change because it's one of those things where it's like, if someone makes an amazing album or they make some crazy hit movie, they get signed to do another movie. You can't repeat, like you can't make it as good as it was when Steve was there already. So you already aren't going to be able to meet that with the same chemistry or the same structure, let's say. yeah. So you might as well Go in left field with something, and I don't. I think they do that a little more in season nine. I think mm. it, it goes, it becomes its own thing a little more in season yeah.
2: nine. I will say season nine is significantly better than season yeah. eight in my opinion.
1: But I think they could have even gone a little bit more different in season eight. Yeah, it would have been riskier. Obviously, there's a lot of money on the line. There's a lot yeah. of, uh, you know, I mean, fans are actually really paying attention now because steve's gone it's It's like like, okay what are you gonna do yeah Yeah. um
2: i think one thing that was interesting to me we didn't really talk about it it's i think it's in season seven is the farm for those of you that don't know the farm was a backdoor pilot for a spin episode
0: 17 of season nine
2: okay Uh, it was a backdoor pilot for dwight a dwight spinoff show yeah which we'll talk more about that later but i think the idea of following these characters into other shows could have been more interesting to me. Like the idea of the farm would be an interesting show to me. They didn't like do it great and they only kind of half did it. Yeah. Um, but that would be more interesting to me than trying to piece together the office with different people. Making it the same thing without. Yeah. yeah. Which they kind of only had they half did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think this season is a bunch of people trying to find a way to do it to do this new version of the show. I
0: don't know if I think it would be better without them eight and nine. I think uh, that well, let's just talk about season eight. Let's just talk about the season eight arc. In, yeah, because mm-hmm. I think there are there's some good stuff to mine from season eight. Uh, some funny episodes for sure. These are the ones that I you know, and like I said, we always add more and take some away. But Robert California is here. He is not the regional manager. He is the CEO. <laughs> he, uh, he is here and he convinces Joe Bennett to give uh, give him her job. So he's here and uh, I, I, I think he's great. Andy is the manager, which we I, I think um, definitely has its ups and downs. Angela's marriage to the, to the senator, the state senator, and they're – there. they, t, their, child, ah, There. yes, air quotes, YouTube exclusive content, mm-hmm. child. Pam and Jim also have a second child, PP, uh, and you know her name. <laughs> Dwight, Dwight sends a team, or is actually chosen to lead a team down to Florida for yeah. the. Uh, That's a big. Yeah, it's four it's a or great five run episode. too. Or the opening. That, yeah. The opening of the uh, Sabre stores. So at this point in the office, Dunder Mifflin has been bought by a parent company called Sabre, and they exist as a division of them selling printers and paper products and blah, blah, blah. So uh, Dwight is eventually chosen to go and open up a series of stores, In they're testing that in Florida. So that's a big... Big little narrative towards the end of the season. Any other big ones that you guys can... Because you, you usually pick out some that I didn't really I think that's,
1: that's pretty much everything. I would just add on top of uh, Pam and Jim's second child that there's a lot of... There's more deeper relationship stuff between them that's planted in this season. A little bit of tension yeah. at times. some some marital there's, tension.
2: Uh, the little subplot of Kathy... Kathy. Right. Much. So,
1: the, yeah, I, I would just say that that's uh, definitely worth mentioning, at least. I think that's a, a good run. Of, yeah. Because everyone's, there's always a Jim and Pam one on yeah. the plot lines. Right. Yeah. Um, I think that's laced in there pretty well. Yeah.
2: It's probably the most minimal of any of the seasons, I think. For them. Yeah. Because it gets much more prominent in season nine again.
0: Yeah, and I'm pretty sure, I think Jenna Fisher's, I think she's only in fifteen episodes this season because she leaves for me, and you hear her, and you know when he talks to her on the phone or whatever. But her as a character in the office isn't isn't as prevalent. You know, it's a big Dwight season.
1: I feel like like they leaned heavily on Dwight,
0: Dwight and Robert California. I feel like are the Dwight Robert California and Andy. I think because of him being the manager. Yeah. Now, as I was doing some more research into season eight. It came to my attention that a lot of people don't like Robert California.
1: It's crazy.
2: I can see that, though. I th- I have seen a lot of people think he's creepy. Well, duh. I yeah. mean, is anyone arguing whether he's not? But it makes them not? uncomfortable and they don't like it. Interesting. I don't think they ever found Michael to be creepy hmm. in the same way. Hmm. Like, Robert, kind of, Robert California at times feels like he could have killed somebody at some point in time. Like, yeah. he feels... Yeah, Michael's much more innocent. He feels like a sociopath yeah. that you never you don't really know what he's capable of and yeah. i think that's what puts people off to him interesting so i get it i i think he's james spader is a really really good actor yeah and i think he plays the character very well and the debate i think is whether the character is a good character or not and whether people enjoy it you know hmm. I, think I think his performance is great I
1: think the characters are
2: very interesting
1: I think he's hilarious. He, I think he's top five characters for me. And some of that might be coming off of um being used to having Idris Elba's character, Charles, be the manager. Mm. So, like, you hate Charles. I don't think anybody is supposed to like Charles. Right. And then it feels a lot better after... In, in terms of, like, seeing somebody besides Michael in that yeah. role. Yeah. I
2: would have liked to see Michael yeah, working with Robert California. Yeah, that would have been great. Like, that that would have been a very interesting yeah. dynamic. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like it would have been this thing where Robert California kind of has a, a beat on everybody. He mm-hmm. kind of figures everybody out. But I could imagine Michael throwing him for a loop, you know? Yeah. And that making an interesting wrench in Robert California's character is like, yeah. there's this guy he can't really get a grasp on or like know how to deal with and manage. Yeah. But- I, I feel a little bit like Robert California is without a, without that sort of thing. He doesn't have a focused, like, in, or I don't know how to say exactly what I'm thinking, but that kind of example I just gave of, like, he has, he has everything together for the most part, and then the thing, the wrench gets thrown into his system. Yeah. And he doesn't really have that very much. Everything that happens, he kind of just rolls with. Mm-hmm. And I can see how people would think that's just like, what is the point of his character? I'll uh, tell you the point. Do it. Make the case for Robert California.
0: Ready? So uh, we'll just go to the next section. Turning point, Robert turns Andy into a motivated manager. So Andy's literally going to get a tattoo on his butt. To make a sales goal, you know, and Andy's sort of floundering. Episode one, episode two, episode three. Episode one, he's a loser. Robert tells him, "Yep, you're all losers." I I, I think that you're losers, and so he's like, he turns at the end. He turns Andy into a motivated manager, which you know, Andy's character thanks to The Hangover, to sort of like a season nine is a whole different story, but season eight, and then Dwight and just turned into a humble leader because he's get, he gets sent to Florida. He doesn't get to pick his team, you know, and so it's like I think there's moments like that that propel our, our favorite characters into their final form. And Jim becomes driven when Robert names Nellie as the manager. Jim is like the only one that's like, okay, I'm going to care enough finally to actually fight for what is sane in this, yeah. off. you know, it's like which we don't get really prior. And then eventually that Jim... Start athlete, you know, because he's motivated and he's driven now. And so I think he's actually a really important sort of pivot point for a lot of characters. And the antithesis of Michael Scott as well, he never craves a spotlight. So, like, you know, classic Michael making Phyllis and Bob's wedding about himself, Mm -hmm. Jim and Pam's wedding about himself. And then when everyone's toasting Robert California at the garden party, he literally just calls him and Andy like glorified babysitters. He's like, we don't do. Anything like you guys are the ones that are out there working, blah, blah, blah. Uh, He's teaching like the, one of my favorite Robert California moments is the end of Halloween, the Halloween monologue Mm -hmm. where he's like, why do people let fear play such a pivotal role in their lives? And why are we this way? And so I think I love that. And he spends the whole episode getting to know little fears for everyone, you know? And, uh, and then, like I said, episode one, he inspires like the losers find out what he was doing and then he twists it around to be, and to be motivational. He's yeah. like, Losers, prove me wrong. You know, and then they're like and then he kind of like Andy pushes back against it, which I think is good for Andy's character, but then, you know, eventually they're like, Okay, yeah, that's fine. He's gonna see us like this, but it's up to us to show him that we're not, you yeah. know.
1: I think what Robert California does is usually like he says the things that a lot of people are thinking, but they would never say. Hmm. You know? Yeah. He, um...
0: And very, uh, like... It's almost like a Barack Obama-style delivery, too. Like, very
1: engaging. (laughs) Sure, yeah. And, like, truncated. Yeah, he demands attention. Yeah, yeah. I would say he... uh, Things that, like, may be gross, the way he says it. For sure. (laughs) But it is compelling, nonetheless. Yeah. You know, it's like... Yeah. uh, I think of just that example, so picking, you know... People have favorites in life. There's no managers have favorites. But he's just like upfront about it. Like he's, I mean, he's writing in his notebook, but he gets found out. He doesn't go, oh no. He just says it, you know? So I think that's, that's the thing about California's characters. He just.
2: He's the most confident in himself. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Which I think Michael, sure he
0: was probably. But I think a lot of times he was making mistakes. Whereas Robert, really, the only big mistake he makes is when he closes Binghamton. But he's like super drunk, so like conscious, right. confident. Robert doesn't really ever make any, yeah. Bl- which is kind of what you're saying, right? Yes. Yeah. that's what you were saying as it could be a bad thing as well, right? Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you think? That's what I. That's what I've always loved is I feel like they these characters needed someone like Robert to to make them into who we would eventually live with they're done the show's over like you said on say. the
1: other side of that i would say wes you're probably right in some sense i think he does get blown with the wind a little bit on certain things with has, nelly with uh yeah, like he just sure. kind of yeah it depends he's not
2: um i mean you see it
1: in his when he wants to scene. say something he'll say something but he doesn't he's not dictatorial in any way he's just kind of yeah. like mm. lets things happen and then one Put one criticism
2: in. i have read about Robert California's character is that he's only there to do the things that you mentioned. He doesn't have anything of his own to do. Hmm. Um he is essentially a mechanism to motivate the main characters forward. He doesn't act he's not really a character hmm. on his own, which i see he doesn't have any plots really. Like
0: his wife when he gets his
2: yeah yeah you find out but that's that, like one yeah like that's really it his um, house
0: when he sells his house it's really fun pool party
2: oh yeah 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 <laughs> The uh, he's like that's one. That, the, that the theater centers scene. are
0: suffering two people it's like it's so funny
1: dude the theater scene with <laughs> yeah ryan and uh who else is in there gabe. gabe ryan and
0: gabe and uh jim's there for a little bit but uh, then uh oscar is following uh, toby toby with the wine yeah. and he thinks he's like a closet wine person. Yeah. But
2: yeah. Um Anyway. But yeah, I just think he he needed a drive of his own to really make him a fully three-dimensional character. As it stands, he is kind of there to just hmm. so yours, fill that yeah. role, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Right. I could see that being why people aren't like crazy about Robert California is he feels a little pointless at mm. times
0: especially if you already if you don't like his mannerisms or you don't like his delivery of his lines then there's no point to him right. i also don't like him
2: yeah
1: okay yeah I can see um, that yeah
2: one thing about this season i do want to say outside of robert california as a weak point and this goes into season nine too andy should not be the manager i think he is one of the worst choices to fill that role because he's inherently a side character. Like Andy is the kind of character that is part of a B story in an episode. He should not be the A story of an episode. I don't think. I don't think his character is interesting enough. And also he feels <clears throat> like a different person. Well, in and I think thats that's the
1: big problem is when you meet Andy at first in the show, they kind of shoot the moon with what they can do with him emotionally Mm -hmm. in the first few episodes that he's in yeah he go he becomes un un like reachable un connect you can't connect to his character anymore it seems like he's crazy yeah he's crazy so i think
2: that's the and the fix was anger management but like and he becomes a little more normal. But still, like, he's a beta personality mm-hmm. kind of guy that...
1: Yeah. I was know, just saying that was the detriment to trying to yeah. do something with his character in season later season, like 8. Yeah. Is you already know that he's hit the roof of yeah. being, you know... For sure. And underneath,
2: he's an idiot, but not in the same way that Michael was. Yeah. He's just cripplingly insecure yeah as opposed to michael who is insecure at times but he doesn't even necessarily know that's why he's doing what he's doing andy just is just a blob of a person at times Uh because he's so insecure and i just don't think it works like at all as him as manager i think you should have just gone with dwight as manager in season eight and have him deal with yep. Robert California. Like,
1: I would have loved to see more of Dwight as yes, manager Exactly.
2: For sure. Because I just
0: don't think that would work either because he had just shot the gun off and Joe was still there. You
2: don't do that. You don't do the gun thing. Right. You but know, that's in season it. seven. Right. But it's part of the same yeah. narrative. Like they decided in season seven they weren't going to do Dwight as the manager. Probably because they wanted to save it for right in, yeah. in game but i think if you just do it you just go with dwight as the manager you have a more interesting show that's immediately more recognizable than andy as the manager
1: yeah. because having heads with david wallace or Dwight was, owning
2: dwight was always more central to the show than andy it would be like yeah. if you put stanley as the manager of the office it'd be like that does not work like he was just a side character that had some storylines every so often yeah um
0: i think it works i think season eight it works because personally i do unpacking all of andy's insecurities with his parents at the garden party and with this like sort of bubbling desire to be somebody right which really spills over into season nine but like i i think that's i think that's interesting
2: I think you could have done that without making him the manager. That's possible. Yeah, that's also true. Yeah, because you're going into all of the characters more. Yeah, you can go into time. You can go into Andy in that same way. Yeah, just him as the central manager of the office. That dynamic doesn't feel right to Hmm. me. It feels weird and
1: well, and also there's not much like pushback from the people that did see him do what he did right. early on like jim would like, have said yeah, something hmm. there'd be more pushback
2: i think from jim and dwight yeah than there is it felt like they decided they're not doing dwight who else do we have hmm. who can who makes remotely any amount of sense and jim carrey yeah and the closest thing they could He's come up be with was, <laughs> was andy yeah and yeah
0: i think i think robert would probably not knowing anybody would probably have made Andy manager because he went to Cornell. I think they graduate.
1: should have just made Robert yeah. California manager instead yeah. of. Yeah. yeah.
2: Become owner or become CEO. CEO. Yeah. 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 That's probably a fair thing too. But then. Cause then he doesn't go. feel like
1: CEO. He feels like the manager and
2: right. Andy feels so like often co-manager or something. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. That's so, true.
2: Or, and I don't think it would have worked as well either. You make Jim the manager. But every time... They they had done that so many times that... Everyone hates Jim as manager. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, nobody yeah. likes it, and he yeah. doesn't really like right. it either. Joint
0: birthday party? I tried that one. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, that is my that is pie? honestly my biggest qualm outside of continuing past Steve Carell. Andy. Is Andy as the manager. Hmm. I just don't think it works, and I any plot lines with it, I just don't care about. Yeah. Like... I the first time I watched it, I skipped over like all of the Andy Aaron stuff like I don't care and it would just be and but I love all of the Dwight stuff in season eight. And like you were saying, they lean heavily on Dwight. Just shift him into that manager role and I think you have an immediately more compelling show that we're more invested in Dwight anyways than we yeah. are Andy. So if you make him more even more central and then you have the, jim dwight sure dynamic between the manager and, there. like that's so much more interesting yeah. so and then
1: they have some catharsis in season nine or something yeah yeah, yeah. i would and have you build been, up the
2: friendship even more true. i
1: would have loved to see a season nine
0: where andy or ed helms didn't go like it didn't have to be gone to shoot something else like yeah because i i wonder if it would have had a better payoff but i guess we're just judging season eight by itself but that. That doesn't solve any of our season eight problems, but
2: it's it's hard too because season eight and nine are so like interlocked. Yeah. It feels like it feels like yeah. part one and part two a little bit, or like okay, we're figuring it out. Okay, now season nine, we've got. I agree. It. Yeah, you know. Um, well, let's just setting, go into they're episodes. setting up the ending. Yeah. yeah, let's just
0: go into episodes then. Let's okay. just do episodes do after that because I the agree first with you.
1: half of season eight is as follows: number one, the list; two, the incentive. Three Lotto four Garden Party Five Spooked Six Doomsday Seven Pam's Replacement Eight Gettysburg Nine Mrs. California and ten Christmas Wishes before the break. So Christmas break is our normal cutoff, so those first ten, there's fourteen in the second half, so
0: I I'm just torn between two. I'm torn between uh, The List or Mrs. California, if anyone's going to pick one of those. Then. I'm
1: partial to Doomsday for some okay. reason. I think just Dwight's indifference. Uh, yeah, it's so strange to see, right? Yeah, yeah, but it's also indifference towards like his employees more than... Yeah. I, I just think that it fits his character so well that he would do something like that. And then, I don't know why Him it's... And Pam.
0: Have a lot of really like yeah, sweet moments some good there too.
1: Dwight and Pam stuff, but I think it's just hilarious. The every time you see an X go across the screen, mm-hmm. just everyone's freaking out.
0: I think I'm gonna choose uh, the list. I think the list is it has one of my favorite Robert California lines. The whole, I mean, his whole character is is one of my favorite lines, and it it could be because you're still getting t- to know him as well, mm-hmm. just like everyone else in the office, which is so great. I think I'm partial to that because it also is a really interesting managerial moment too when they find out and he's like okay well yeah that's absolutely what I was doing and he's like but I don't know you you know so he's like I don't know you guys very well and this is my first impression and then Kevin's just like reveling in being like yeah. a winner you know yeah. and it's just so great so I think that one I would probably choose that one as my favorite
2: um, plus you get a bunch of guest stars true yeah uh, I really enjoyed Lotto, actually. Yeah. Um, I think it's a funny premise, like the warehouse all winning the lottery and I'm simultaneously quitting, and then them having like Kevin, Aaron, Dwight, and Jim trying to get stuff. With, yeah. yeah, and oiling the floor of yeah. the warehouse. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I think that's one that's it feels a little bit more like a simpler episode Mm. and i think those are the ones in the later seasons that i like Mm. i think that's why i like season nine a little bit more than season eight is because they're a bit more stripped down we're dealing with the little scope yeah. dealing with the little things that happen in an office yeah you know season eight can get a bit too like (laughs) yeah though i like the the florida storyline a lot yeah um it can get a bit too yeah much my least favorite by far is gettysburg
1: I think that is the one of the worst. GB doesn't do it for you. I think that's one of the worst episodes of The Office ever. I think that mov- that episode is. We'll
0: terrible. say the Lotto has one of our more icon- iconic Daryl quotes as well. It's where it's he true. goes, "Just stayed in my basement. Yep, ate some tacos.
1: Taco air <laughs> <layer> is heavy." <laughs> uh, so that which that
2: episode was directed by John Krasinski. Did you know?
0: Uh, least favorite. Okay, so talk about. G- DM does GB and why you think it's the worst episode of The Office?
1: Uh, Gosh, it's just so boring. I don't know what... It, it's not funny. I I can't even give you a specific reason. What's the beast plot? Let me see.
0: Oh, that's when that's when Robert has the seminar for all the people that are there to come up with really big new ideas and that's when Ryan's giving the origami. Ah. Yeah. The-
1: I would say that the... It's... It, Kind of what Wes is saying, that Andy trying really, really hard to be a manager, it kind of falls flat because there's no humor next to
0: it. Like, I think a lot of times in season eight, I I think I do find that Andy that part of Andy being engaging, mm -hmm. especially like the tattoo thing and stuff. But yeah, I do feel like if I was a grown adult and this was being pitched to me, I would be like, no, yeah, you know, I agree with you on this one. I just don't think that.
2: Yeah, um, I would say my least favorite was either Gettysburg or um, Garden Party. Is a little. I don't. I, I like a lot of things in Garden Party. I just don't care about Andy's relationship with his parents. Uh, the Jim Dwight stuff at the Garden Party is great. I think yeah. that stuff's really funny. Him coming in and out and constantly being announced is funny. James Trickington. Um. But, yeah. The it's because it's an Andy centric yeah. thing. I just like doesn't work for me and don't really care. But yeah. Gettysburg would probably be the other one. I barely remember it like at all. It sucks. <laughs>
1: Let me just tell you.
0: Uh, I think the Christmas wishes per usual. I'm it's probably classic. gonna pick the Christmas episode. Um, and uh, uh, he's I don't know. Christmas is just not interesting to me as a TV show, so. Most Halloweens, I, I would have picked this, or most holidays, I would have picked this Halloween episode too, but Robert's yeah, Roberts monologue it. really saves it. Yeah, that and Christmas
2: just... one's not very good, for sure. All right, second half. She turns to mother. Second half, starting.
0: Right back at you.
1: His kid's just like loving it. Yeah. It's so funny. Everyone's mortified. <laughs> yeah. uh, starting January 12th, episode 11, Trivia. Episode 12 Aesop's foibles. Aesop's foibles. <laughs> <Bzzz>. <laughs> uh, episode 12 is Pool Party. 13 Jury Duty. 14 Special Project. 15 Tallahassee. 16 After Hours. 17 Test the Store. Uh, 18 Last Day in Florida. 19 Get the Girl. 20 Welcome Party. 21 Angry Andy. 22 is fundraiser, 23 turf war, and 24 is free Dang, family portraits. Really studio. back
0: heavy season here.
1: Hmm. Uh, my favorite is Last Day in Florida. It has one of the best cold opens. Oh, yeah. It's in, so good. In is office. that the one with the bed bug? It is that episode, but that's not the cold open. The cold open is Jim. Tries to set up Dwight as a murderer.
2: That's that episode? I thought that was the first Florida one. I think it was Last Day in
1: Florida.
0: No way we're going to know.
2: No, the bed bug one is in After Hours, because that's when Kathy's trying to be in Jim's room. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't know. I'm
1: pretty sure Last Day in Florida is that cold open, but either way, I think this is the one where Dwight has... Is this where Dwight has appendicitis, or is that a different episode as well?
0: I think that's the first Florida episode
1: as yeah, well. Yeah,
2: I think it's the first Florida episode. This one is they're golfing, and he finds out that Robert's going to Robert take his door. Oh, then maybe I'm thinking of Tallahassee is
1: my favorite. It could be because that's both of those lined up with Tallahassee. That's my favorite one is Tallahassee.
2: Okay. I also like the I I mainly love the bug the bed bug thing. Just that's great. Because the blooper of that is so funny. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think Tallahassee is probably my favorite.
0: That's where we get introduced to Florida Stanley. Mm-hmm. Let's, so, which is great because in the freaking super fan of season two, Stanley was is like, I love Florida. I would mm-hmm. want to retire in Florida and stuff. And so yeah. it's, I was like, that's crazy. Yeah. Because you never, I would have never. That seed that makes sense, you know. Yeah. That seed was sown so long ago. It was, it's
1: hard for me. To, I think. I don't know, it's hard for me to pick one. I would say those all of the Florida ones are yeah. the best ones of the season. I, I would say
2: that's... a weak point is Jim doing the presentation. I think is does not feel like The Office to me. Mm-hmm. It feels like a different it feels like a modern family. You mean at the store, the presentation he's yeah, doing. Yeah, whenever at the store. he's subbing in for Ryan. That yeah. feels like a modern family parks and Rec, a bit more of a broad like comedy than The Office ever felt like. So yeah. that's the weakest point, I think, of that run. But that run is really yeah. good, really strong.
0: I think I would probably pick Pool Party if you guys picked Tallahassee. If it wasn't Pool Party, it, it would be Last Day in Florida, I think. But yeah, I, I, I don't know. I think most of them that are going to be Robert centric, I'm really love. I think it's the pool just Pool Party one's good. I don't know why, but the tour he takes them on and yeah everyone doing something
2: hilarious I think at the pool. an interesting
1: partnership is uh, Dwight and Aaron. I think that's pretty funny. Yeah. Like them it's like their brother and sister. Yes. And yes. That, that's pretty funny. Yeah. And then I don't
0: know. I think Kevin is the one that suggests the party and he just him and I I really love him and Oscar's friendship. Mm-hmm. Season, season 8 and 9 I yeah. think that's the one of the strongest points is him and Oscar like slowly yeah. being like friends which is really cool and so he's just like rubbing the fact that there's a party that he suggested in oscar's face and like i don't know i think that one's really cool and uh the last day in florida i think the yeah the jim and dwight stuff
2: jim trying to stop dwight from getting in the room i just
0: see i don't know i don't know if we i just don't know if we get that earlier in the show which i think is cool
2: my least favorite is get the girl
1: yeah it's not very good it is not very good. That's the first. Yeah. Right. Okay. Gotcha. It's the first
2: one after. he realizes she's not coming
0: back. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Don't care. Just don't care.
1: Yeah, the other line's not very good either. Nellie shows I was up. Say especially tries if to if you claim don't like the Manager. Yeah. Position in Scranton.
2: Well, Nellie is the other thing we haven't talked about. Do you guys like Nellie? Well, she she's introduced in this season. Yeah. She
0: interviewed for the job in season seven. Okay. But, I mean, that was it, you know. Yeah. So, basically,
1: yeah. I think upon... Uh, I was talking to Ryan about the, you guys about that today. The first time I watched the show, I did not like Nellie at all. And then, after I realized that she's super pathetic, like, I think that's that makes you like her more if you watch the show again. Yeah. Because um, there's no, like... Actual, like, malice behind what she's saying, really. It's just... And some of that might just be her accent for me, you know? It to makes me, things funnier.
2: To me, she felt a bit like doing a Ricky Gervais impression at hmm. times. Like a David Brent yeah. impression, but...
0: In over their head, overcompensating yeah. type of thing.
2: Yeah. And thinks they're really funny Yeah, kind of thing. Which, Ricky Gervais always did more of that than... Steve Carell did more yeah. of the I'm a comedian yeah like that was way more prominent in right David Brent than it was in it was in Michael's character too he fancied himself all of these different things a director or a mm-hmm. comedian the, yeah like he wasn't like a, shoving it in people's faces right. yeah David Brent is like there's I mean they did follow-ups to the British office f- following just David Brent as he has like a music career hmm. and yeah if he wrote threat level midnight right when he get he got
1: done writing it, he would have been having his having the office read it as a yeah, table read for sure. not just like hidden in his room yeah
2: yeah um so yeah i that's one thing with nellie is she sort of felt like david brent light hmm. um but she was very like bleh to me like i didn't care she was a small enough part in the show that i could just like kind of ignore her being there yeah. a little bit um she in nine is... Yeah, she's in nine as well too, right? Mm-hmm. All the way through it? I don't think she's in the finale. Is she in the she finale? She is in the finale, yeah. I know that. I'm pretty sure she's there for most of the okay. time. Yeah. I couldn't remember. Because some characters just like disappear in season nine. Ryan is gone for a lot of... Ryan, it, just because Kelly, he runs off in- Gabe. Watching, watching this time, season nine, I was like, oh, Gabe's just gone. Like... Yeah. Nothing really said about him. I think he goes back to Florida, right?
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah, but he just in
0: terms of conclusion of a character. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Which I thought Gabe was one of the best characters added into the show later on.
0: Oh, Joe! They're creating a hostile work environment.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Zach Woods is hilarious. He's so funny. Yeah. Even if the character of Gabe isn't the best, Zach Woods is just so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So rest in peace to Gabe because this is his last season, I guess.
0: I guess. Where does this rank in
2: terms of last? <laughs> it's my least favorite season for sure.
1: I honestly would probably also put it underneath 1. I think it's Whoa. I think it's worse than season 1. It's the first time that uh, just because of sheer content, yeah, we I did not put 1. Because of it.
2: Steve Carell for me, like he's so good in the character of Michael Scott and the structure of the show, even if it's not quite as funny yet, the structure of the show is there and what it will become in season two and three. In season eight, the structure is just like... I don't think do season do?
1: eight's bad. I'm comparing it to the rest of the office. Yeah. So the, I know. that's I'm why I have to rank it that between low. Between
2: one and eight, yeah. like the nucleus of what the good of the show is, is there. And in eight, it's a much more kind of up in the air because they're figuring it out.
0: I think and I would... I think this would be sixth. I think I would put it ahead of season one and season six for me. I think really? if, if you didn't have season eight, just think of all the things that we wouldn't have, you know, I just don't think that I would, if I had to pick one, I'd pick it up above one or six probably just, I think I think Robert California is that funny. It's just, there's so much of,
2: I wish he was um, in the that, show with Steve Carell. Cause I think that would be really, really good. We'll never know. Like him, if he was who was running Sabre when they bought him or something, right. that could be really interesting. Um, instead, I I never really cared about Joe Bennett very much. I didn't yeah. think- Yeah, I don't think she's that great. Kathy Bates was that great. Um, But bringing in like Robert California as yeah, the new owner would have been really cool.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Especially with how Michael interacted with Joe. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah. But it's, yeah. you know, Robert- Anyway, uh, thank you for listening to This Podcast is Not For You. This is season two of This Podcast is Not For You. This is season eight of The Office. If you are listening on Spotify, this is a new feature. We have polls and Q&As on our Spotify episode page. So, you can hit those up. Sometimes it's going to be like, how many times did you fart while you were watching season eight? And sometimes it'll be like, what did you think of this? Let us
1: know. So, that if that tells you anything, you need to take diligent notes while you're watching do it anything we won't we won't a your cues but just go ahead and give us the cues (laughs) yeah
0: send us the questions anyway okay because it makes us feel good yeah so
2: subscribe on youtube follow us on youtube smash the button get exclusive youtube content which we're constantly shouting out
0: that right there mug you're gonna be cut out of the audio so if you're watching this on youtube and you go you to your buddies. You got
2: that premium content. You talk to
0: your buddies about the episode. Dude, did you see when, like, Jake hit the, his mug, like, four times or whatever? That was so funny. And Also,
2: then the- I'm
1: going to throw up. I'm going to flash my credit card number. See ya. Peace so, out. My name
2: is Wes. My name is Jake. My name is Peyton. <laughs>